hands today. I've got a new title, The Respectful. I love it. Good to see you in church this morning. Who's glad to be here? Well, I am glad to see you here. And I think this morning God is going to speak to our hearts in a new and deeper and better way. Who's ready for that? All right, I am. Because I know when I preach, the, the words that I preach, God's already challenged me and dealt with things in me so that um, uh, I know what God's doing in me and it's exciting and I want to see God do that in everyone in our church. And we can never give up and never stop seeing God do good things in us and through us and with us. And a um, few little commercials I want to do. We, these will probably be in announcements later. But um, the Gideons, they're a, a group who distribute Bibles all over, all over the world. They're having their state convention here in Port Lincoln next weekend. And part of that is um, fr- uh, Saturday night. They're having a dinner. And I think it would be really good if we could have a table of one heart people there. So um, the tickets are fundraisers. So uh, there's some available on the back table over that way. Uh, why don't you join me? Let's get a table together and um, you know, champion on what Gideon's does in the distribu- distribution, distribution, that's what I'm trying to say, of Bibles all around the world. And um, if, it's Saturday night. Now, if you were at um, Year 7 at school, whoever got one of those little Bibles in Year 7? I know they gave me one when, when I was a teenager. Um, so they're the people who do that. So they do a great job. Also got a couple of uh, birthday announcements. Uh, uh, Anne Sanderson had a birthday this week. She was uh, 34, 21. So good on you, Anne. And uh, also Archer Fraser had a birthday, but I don't think he's here today. He had such a big party yesterday, he's sleeping it off. Uh, he, he turned one. So that, that's good. Um, also this week we have uh, Youth Alive conference in Adelaide and we're sending about four cars full of young people across to that and I think that's really exciting and uh, and uh, we are really expecting God to do some great things in the life of these young people Uh, you know when they invest in something like that I know God does something significant in their life so uh, I'm excited for that also good to see our one up group here this morning let's have a wave from one up people it's like Breeze has snuck into one up today. That's really good to see Breeze getting getting in there. Good work. So, who's excited about what God's doing in their life so far this year? I want to I want to talk this morning. So now I'm preaching. Before I was doing commercials, now it's preaching. So if you if you are here and you're new to church, I want to um, make you feel welcome because it is weird. I know I know what it's like for you to feel like coming to church for the first time because you see some funny stuff people closing their eyes, raising their hands, jumping up and down, doing all sorts of funny stuff. That's just the way we express our, our, ourselves to God. And, and to me, there's a freedom in that. Um, we're not the only church. We're not the best church. We just, we're just us. No, we're not. We just do, we just do what we do, and that, that's how we do it. That's all that is. So the, um, uh, but the thing is, I know what it's like to feel like because I'm not naturally a person who goes and puts a bet on. And one time at work, uh, I was, um, had to get, they told me to go to the TAB and put on a bet. And I remember walking into that place. It was, it was strange to me. It was foreign. I didn't know what to do, where to go, who to talk to. And no one was friendly. No one would help me. Not anybody. They wouldn't even recognize I was there. Not even the, the, the person you know, at the teller. Well, that's what it looks like. The person behind the glass didn't even help me. So I know what it's like. So we don't want to be a church like that, do we, church? 
So if you are visiting with us, there'll be friendly people. I'll show you what to do. And if you don't know, just put your hands up and close your eyes. And they'll think you've been here forever. But um, last week, I spoke on being fruitful in your call, as in the call of God. And I know that God calls every single human being to, to know him. And last week, we looked at three unnamed men who Jesus had close encounters with, but each of them missed their call to follow Jesus. And I know as a pastor, one of the things that, that really uh, plays on your mind is when you have people come through church, maybe they've, they've come in, they've got committed, they, they, um, they get their life sorted out with God, and then somehow along the life journey, they, they wander away and you think, why? You know, I'm the hopeless leader. If only I had a discipled them better. If only I had a, maybe did a course with them. If only, and we think of all these things and maybe there's people you know that you've, you've uh, gone out of your way to, to bring along on the journey so they can discover Jesus and somewhere along the line they drop off. Well, we've got to allow ourselves a little bit of space and grace because even Jesus, who was God himself, had people walk away. Had people who say, and these three three men if you listen to last week's message one of them says jesus i'll follow you anywhere and jesus says okay but you're not going to have a house and he goes oh oh i'll just change my mind and and walks away and and people do that every day but i want to um really really inspire you and encourage you today don't walk away from the most precious and important factor of your life and that is jesus don't walk away from the call of god no matter how uh, precious something else seems it can be a distraction that's going to take you off course and away from the purpose and the calling of God so one little thing that I'm aware of is a condition some people find themselves in uh, who attend church it's like they come to church they, they, they get on this sort of you know, habit of going to church in some cases, nothing really changes in their life. It's like, well, it's something like having issues, uh, but they never get dealt with. And sometimes we have this opinion, well, if people just came to church, all their problems would go away. All, the, all their issues might, might just evaporate. I know that that sometimes happens, but usually it doesn't. And I've titled my message this morning, Fruitful in Bad Soil. So our theme for this year is being fruitful. And, and uh, the, the reason I've used this title is because we can look at other people and think, well, they're successful, they're doing really well uh, uh, you know, in everything. But the, the, the problem with my life is, is where I've been planted is, is, is toxic. My family, my, 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 my father was, was abusive or my mother didn't care or, or I, I had... I had a, a rough neighborhood, or I never had the chances that other people had. But I want to tell you today to have faith in Jesus again, and you can be fruitful even if you've been planted in bad soil. I'm going to show you a few things this morning, how you can do that. But with God, you don't have to wait for perfect conditions to be fruitful. Sometimes we, we, we're holding back in life, not making decisions, not, not, not uh, uh, committing ourselves to anything in particular because we're waiting for things to just get right first. We don't have to wait for everything to be right first before we can see fruit in our life spiritually. So Jesus was talking to people about being slaves to sin. 
And we need to recognize sin. It's not a cool subject. It's not, not really one that will sell books. But, how, but we're all, we all know it, we all live with it, and we're all pretty good at it. At least I am. I've had a lot of practice. But it's something that we, we need to understand that it doesn't have to control us or we don't have to conform to sin's power. Through Jesus, we've been set free. So when Jesus was talking about this thing called sin, John 8 verse 36, it says, So if the Son, which is Jesus, sets you free, you will be free indeed. That means, in, in my language, it means you'll be freed completely. You'll be free a lot. You'll be free from everything. So... Jesus is telling us we can deal with sin and every issue that wants to bury us alive. Have you ever had that feeling like you've been buried alive? You think, I want to live, I know I'm alive, but it feels like everything in, in the world is stacked against me. And I feel like I'm living, but I'm being buried by everything else. And it's not the way that we want to live. So you can be free. You should be free, and it's what Jesus gave his life for, so that you can be free indeed, free completely. So I want to give you some tips this morning to dealing with deep issues. Because as I just mentioned earlier, going to church isn't necessarily going to be the solution to shaking you free of every issue and problem that you deal with or, or have had happen to you in your life. So... Um, there's three keys and we're going to look at them all separately. The first one, I'll give them all to you right now and then we'll look at them individually as we go on. Inspect yourself. Find support and initiate change. Now, before you start getting all funny with me, this is not about psychology or self-help. I'm going to show you in the Bible, it's, it's a, a Bible pattern God gave us to get better. So poke someone and say, God wants you to get better. So the, the, the reality is, though, there are people who come to Jesus, get into church, get into church life and start, well, you know, liking that, loving that kind of atmosphere, but they never get free from the cage of their past. And in some cases, coming to church has just added another cage to life. I think there it is. So, so what we live with is the old cage, my old brokenness, my old, my old fears, my old hurts, my old pain, all those things that came from my, my old life. Then I come into contact with God, come into contact with church, and I start going to church. But then what church is really, really great at is saying, we'll just put, another, we'll put a new cage on you. So now we're living with the old cage of nothing getting dealt with. And then we've got this new cage of church and religion and trying to behave ourselves. And that's just another cage. And then we wonder why people don't, don't, don't get on with life. Why people don't find their place. In anything, it's because we're just living in another cage. And I know Jesus came and gave his life for us, not so that we could change cages or get another cage to live in, but so that we could be free and free indeed. Oh, some people are getting excited out there. But nobody wants to be that person living in a cage and then coming to church and then getting a new cage. 
than living with two cages. It's not where we want to be. So today is the day for something to change. Now here's something for you. You need to, need to, to make a note of this or write it down or something so you can remember. The book of Hebrews 11 verse 40 says this. For God, everyone say for God. Just a way of keeping you awake. For God has something better in mind for us. Thank you. I like that scripture. See, people, people will tell you stuff, especially if you're new to church, people will tell you all stuff about God, that, that, he, that he's some, some mean cosmic force or something, uh, and, and he hates people, and if I went to church, the roof would fall down. You know, you, you say that, that's for people who, who don't know who God really is. And God doesn't wait for you to get perfect before he wants to love you. He loves you when you're doing the very worst thing you can ever think of. The most dastardly deed that you could do, God says, you know what, I see the badness, but I still love you. And I, I, I gave Jesus to, to take away that, that sin, so I don't see that anymore, but I see that the blood of Jesus covers you. Yeah. That's another story. But Hebrews 11.40, for God had something better in mind for us. If we could just, just get something like that and let that, oh, I'll use a big word, permeate, sink down get into our spirit it will start to to lift our our whole life perspective of what we can expect and what we could achieve because we're starting to let god's word get down deep into us so that so that it will deal with those issues that are keeping us away and keeping us broken and 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 not moving forward it's bringing jesus into your situation and you can be fruitful in bad soil i want you to remember that you can be fruitful in bad soil because of what god has in mind for us whatever life has been God has something better in mind for you God has better in mind for your employment God has better in mind for your health God has better in mind for every part of your life we've got to fix our thinking we've got to fix our thinking because it affects how we live and we've got, to, we've got to find a way. You know, I love the word for today. We've got them on the back table in the foyer on the way out. I love the word for today because it fixes my thinking. There's a little, you, you read a, a thing every day. For, for those of you who don't know, it's a little magazine. It has a little a, a date every day. And you read the little thing. And there's, there's Bible verses that you can read as well. But you know what? That speaks to me. It fixes my thinking. It's, not just, it's just a tool that I use. There's lots of other things I use as well. But we've got to fix our thinking. We've got to fix our thinking with the better things that God has in mind. God has better things in mind for every part of your life. So when we fix our thinking, we start to see through sin we start to see through the 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 hurts and the pains and all the other things that have come upon us in life and god spoke to moses about what to do with a contaminated house i love the bible and and when we when we see things in it i want us to to uh, my, my job as a preacher is to take away the mystery for things that sometimes we don't understand in the bible that's what a preacher ought to do is when things seem, well, that's mysterious. I don't know what that means. I don't understand that. Then the job of a preacher is to help you to understand and take away the mystery. 
so that you can say, well, now I understand the story in the Bible. And so I, I love the book of Leviticus. They've got funny names in the Bible. But, but that's, that's a, 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 a whole book about all these laws and regulations that God told Moses to tell the people of Israel to follow. And, and we might think, oh, we should never get in the trap of thinking, oh, we need to go back to that and start living according to all these laws that God told Moses we should follow. Because that's not what Jesus came for. So we're, we're in a different uh, time frame now where we don't have to obey those things. But what they are, they're still relevant today because Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, I came to complete it. And what all those little laws and things are talking about uh, are things that apply to our life today if we'll see the, the spiritual significance to us as a human, as a person. So I'm going to give you, that's a big explanation of what this is about today. But God spoke to Moses about what to do when you have a contaminated house. So in, in this story, God was giving us a method to deal with the deep issues that won't just go away. So you are the house in this story. So you understand the context of what we're reading. What God was wanting to say back then was, was you are a house. So right now, you're no longer a person, but your life, every part of you, is a house. Now, this is what God told Moses. We're going to look at Leviticus chapter 14, verses 33 to 57. And you can breathe easy. I'm not going to read it all out. But we're going to take a look at, these, at those three points I gave you before because they're all found in this portion of Scripture. So we're going to look at inspecting ourselves, the need to find support, and initiate change because when we do those three things we can be fruitful in bad soil when you follow these points so the first one we look at inspect yourself so in Leviticus 14 verse 35 it says the owner of the house so what is the house or who is the house you are you are the house so the owner of the house I've got to look at myself my my life is a house so the owner of the house must go to the priest and, appears, uh, and say, it appears that my house has some kind of mildew. So in the King James Version of the Bible, the word mildew is, is translated as leprosy. So basically, that, 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 that disease, that horrible disease, um, which, which causes your body to decay before you're dead, was, was uh, often found in, in houses and walls of houses and sometimes on leather or other other items like that, that the, the, the spores of that disease were found around the place. So here we have a house where the owner says, I've got some problem here. There's a, there's a, a mold or a, or a mildew or a leprosy inside my house. So right now we've got to think to myself, there could be something inside of me that is like that, that has a potential to really damage who I am and what I'm about. So we've got to inspect and identify whether we have a problem. Now, as the owner of the house, there are some things that nobody else sees but you. You know, when you've, you've got your own house, your own space, no one else can see everything inside there. Only you know. Because they're hidden, maybe in a room somewhere behind a curtain. But though some things can be hidden, they are what will take you down if you don't deal with them. See, the priest that, that is mentioned here, that represents Jesus, represents God. Uh, perhaps even a godly spiritual oversight 
in your life. And, that, and I think it's really important that, that people plant themselves and anchor themselves in a church with, with pastors and leaders that can be trusted, that are honest with you, and that can see into the inner workings of your life and say, you know what, if you don't deal with this, there's going to be a problem. Sometimes we, we can see, all of us can see other people's flaws, can't we? We're experts at that. But we think, no one can see mine. Can't see those things in me. Because I've keep them in a locked room. And everyone's going, mate, if you don't deal with that, you're going to lose your wife. If you, don't lose, if you don't deal with those things, you're going to lose your job. If you don't deal with those things, you're going you're to lose your house. We can see all that in others, but we're great at seeing it. Inspection, inspecting, that's not a word, inspecting the issues in others, but never really looking at the room in our own life. God didn't say go and inspect everybody else. He said, the owner of the house should have a look. So when, we, when we're looking at this, the priest here, as it mentioned, that represents Jesus, represents God, a spiritual element, and it, it also speaks of spiritual authority who you voluntarily submit yourself to. And that's a very big word, and, and it's something that's really important to, to understanding um, godly authority and, and um, those areas of our life, to have them in balance, it's who we voluntarily give that authority to. And it's something as a pastor, I don't automatically say, well, I'm your pastor, so therefore I'm going to tell you. That's not how it works. Because you probably just never come back to church, and we'd like to see you here. But would you be willing to deal with what's hidden? That's a pretty hard question. You need to ask yourself that question. Am I willing to deal with what's hidden in my life? Or do I just want to leave it just smoldering away? The next step that we need to, to go to after identifying a problem is stop. It's not something we really like doing these days is, is stopping. We love starting things. We love going places. We love doing things. But no one really loves the, the point of stopping. In Leviticus 14.36, if we read on in that scripture, the priest says, has to order that the house be empty. They say, empty the house. So it, it's stopping, a place of, of, of waiting. Stop going in there. Basically, the priest has to stay. Stop going there. This is about distancing ourselves from toxic environments, toxic habits. And understand the cost of not dealing with something is more than the cost of temporarily discomfort or the, the temporary discomfort of separating ourselves from something that's not good for us. You with me so far? Okay. Point two. So the first thing we need to do if we're going to be fruitful in, in bad soil is we need to identify or, or inspect for ourselves where the problem is. What's not working in my life? Where is the problem here? Because whether we like it or not, I, I love blaming other people for everything. It's awesome. It's a, it's a, it's a family habit I've inherited. Pauline says, keep quiet. But sooner or later in life, We've got, to, we've got to take responsibility for who we are and how we are and do some, some personal inspection. So we have to inspect ourselves. The second thing is we need to find support. 
And that's a really, really important thing because often in life we have the wrong people that we're turning to all the time and they're not bringing us good support. I remember a time in my life, I, I almost didn't get married to Pauline because I went to the wrong people for support. So I remember one day, if I can tell you, Pauline's dad rang me up to tell me off. And he says, you're supposed to be preparing to marry my daughter and, and blah, 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 blah. And I thought, what? So I spoke to some friends and said, yeah, dad rang me up and he said, well, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I'm going to write him a letter. I'll tell him, you know, you have your... Don't talk to me. But I, I thought, no, I'm going to talk to my pastor. So I went to see my pastor and I said, well, this is what he said. And, and all my friends are like, because yeah, they're all my age. They're all just, they're, they're dumber than me. They don't even have girlfriends yet. And, and he, see, I said, oh, this is what happened. And it's like this big, huge thing in my life. And, you know, and, and he starts to laugh. He's just laughing, I'm thinking. And he says, mate, you know what you've got to do? You've just got to ring him back and you say, I'm sorry. This is how it is and this is why and, and explain yourself. And, and he, he, he uh, uh, took, the, took the, 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 the detonator out of the bomb. And the rest is history. Pauline's been the, the happiest woman for the rest of her life. <laughs> but finding support with the right people is really, really, really important. And I, I've got to say, you, you, you do need to find a place where you, where you can trust the counsel of your pastors and leaders. Because if you don't, then you've got to find somewhere that you do. I'm not saying that that's here or us, but, but wherever you're at in your life, you need to find that ability to say, you know what, help me to see what's in me. I know I'm not perfect. I know that there are things that I can work on. But when you have people that can speak into your life and help you and trust you and grow you, when their motivation is to make you fruitful, you'll be blessed. If their, motiva if their motivation is to control you, manipulate, or, or, or uh, um, somehow... Um, control you then nothing good is going to come out of that for, for any party so we need to realize that so leviticus 14 37 it, it, it talks about being examined by a priest examine it by a priest that's all about getting an outside opinion let someone with spiritual authority um, into your life into your problem um, it's too easy to only want others to see the glitz and the showroom Say, you know, we, we want to show people the best side. We want, we want people to think our family's perfect. Come over for lunch. You won't see us do anything stupid. Come to our house. Go for a drive with me. See how good I, how, 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 how obedient I am to every road rule. You know, watch me. I'm so, I'm so good at everything. It's, it's, it's our natural tendency to want others to only see the showroom us. But we close the door to the room with the, with the stains in the walls, as, it, as described in this story. We've got to seek intervention and get support and do what they say. Ultimately, we can get that ourselves. We can let Jesus do that in our own privacy, if we're honest with God and say, you know, I've, 
I, I don't want to be where I am in five years. I don't want to be where I am in a year's time. Help me, Lord, to, to deal with these issues. Um, and, and God can start working on those things, but there's also benefit when we allow others into our world, and that's why we have church that can help us to grow. The Bible describes it in Proverbs as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. I love that verse because I want to have other people in my life who, who, who uh, make me a better person. And sometimes I don't, I don't see it until someone says, you know what, that was, a little bit, that was a little bit off there, a little bit selfish. So we need others to help us with that. So Leviticus 14.38, we've sought intervention. The priest comes and has a look. It says that the priest will step outside the door after inspection and quarantine the area for seven days. So having a predetermined time, isolate the issue. So you've got an issue with something, whatever it is, I'm not going to go down that track. But you, you, you've, you've found that there's an issue in your life. Quarantine that issue. Find a way to limit its influence over you. Don't spread it around. When, when there is an issue, keep the issue the issue. Don't spread, don't make the, the, the initial issue bigger by spreading it out into everything else around you. Um, sometimes what, what we are good at is, is um, we divert attention to someone or something else rather than just dealing with the issue that we're dealing with. And so we think, well, I know, I, I know I'm jealous, but, but instead of dealing with the jealousy, then I'll say, well, well they're, they're, they're selfish or, or they were a little bit mean. But we, 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 we are really good at diverting our attention onto others and away from ourselves. And so we, we start um, making comments like, well, well uh, uh, somebody else found out. How did they find out? Who told who? Did you, did you tell them? And so we start finding all these other, other little sidetracks that aren't really uh, worth following. Or, or we, we start thinking, well, I'm not happy how you're dealing with it. So we, we have someone in our life come to help us and they say, uh, you know, so, something simple like, you know what, you need to discipline yourself and spend some time every day reading the word and, 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 and praying and asking God and maybe spend some time um, um, worshipping or, or, or you need to give some time to, to, um, to volunteer somewhere. And I've said all these things to people trying to help and they've all misinterpreted that to say that, that you know, I'm, one person said I was trying to use the Bible as, as a punishment. I said, you can interpret it any way you want, but, but I tell you what, the Bible is my life source. It doesn't punish me when I read it. It, it makes me better. So, so you know, we, we, we can't divert the, the blessing when people speak to us about things that are going to make us better. So, and the third thing, first one, inspect yourself the second thing is find support find the right people who can help you and the third one is initiate change so the rule that we need to apply to this is dealing with the deep issues is worth the pain close your eyes and remind yourself that dealing with the issue is worth the pain so we need to initiate change it is going to affect those areas in our life because it might be painful to begin with but then when we walk free of it We'll know why it was worth it. Leviticus chapter 14, verses 40 to 41. It says, The priest must order the stones from those areas be removed. That sounds like a bit of disruption. So you, you think, hey, there was just a few stripes in the wall. There wasn't anything really that major. 
The priest comes in and says, okay, everybody out. No one goes into this room. So you might think it's something that you're doing on your computer. And, and, and you think, this is a bit of a problem here. No one knows. I'm just, you know, all by myself. You know, it's all secret here. And then, then you think, well, I need to deal with it. And they say, okay, well, you need to separate yourself from the computer. Then, then, then the priest comes along and says, well, you need, to, you need to, to ditch that whole computer. The whole thing's corrupt. And then it starts costing something. Then it says next, the inside walls of the entire house must be scraped and the scrapings dumped. So we're talking about spiritual things here. We want to demystify spiritual things. How do we do this in our life? It says take out the stones that were affected first. And then it says everywhere else in the house, you've got to scrape down all the plaster off the walls and all those scrapings need to be dumped because they're contaminated. And sometimes we, have, we, we might think that an area in our life is only contained to one little area, but you know something, the tentacles have spread and they're affecting us in every other, every other part of our life. So the inspecting priest must have authority to deal with the issue and deal with the unhealthy habits and say, you know what, you need to dump that stuff. You need to remove that stuff out of your world because if you don't, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause more and more pain. Scrape away the plaster. Remove the cover-ups. That's what the plaster does. It's a cover-up. Or we could use the, the cliche of, of taking away the mask, hiding behind the mask of the smile, the happiness, the, 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 maybe the uh, overt personality. That can be a cover-up of what's hiding behind us. And says, take those things off, take them away, that we don't need those. We'll, we'll take them out and just take them to the dump. And it's amazing how life changes when we get free from unhealthy cover-ups. It's amazing the freedom that comes to our life, to our thinking, to our, to our soul, when we're not living with cover-ups anymore, because guilt goes. We grow, we grow in confidence. There's no living in fear because a lot of fear is, well, I wonder, I wonder what it's going to be like when people find out. And that, that's a huge thing. The devil says, well, keep it hidden, keep it hidden, keep it hidden. Don't tell anybody what they're going to think of you. Now they're going to think they're just like us. We've all got issues. But when we deal with them, guilt goes. We can grow in confidence. There's no living in fear of what people will think. Because we've just pulled the detonator out and threw, threw it away. My last scripture for this morning, Colossians 1 verse 6. It says, this same good news that came to you, which the good news is that Jesus Christ came as a man to deal with the issue that we have of our sin, to deal with the issues of the stain and the, the mildew or the leprosy in our lives. This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. Sin is like bad soil that you can't grow fruitful in. Sin lies to us and sin thrives where it gets covered up. Sin does not have to spoil what God wants you to enjoy. You were created by God to bear good fruit with your life. Now I know there's people of all different stages of life here. There's, there's people here today, no doubt, who it's the first time you've been to church, maybe forever. 
maybe the first time for a long time and there's others and, and maybe you pretty much were, were brought up in church. So there's all different stages and, 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 and places where we're at this morning. But I'm going to go through this again and hopefully we can bring this to a, to a good landing this morning. If we just revise what I've gone over, we need to take time to inspect ourselves. Inspect ourselves. We need to find and, and learn how to trust others and find support. And when, we, when we're in that zone, we also need to initiate changes in our life to make ourselves better. And when we can apply these three principles to your life, you can be fruitful in bad soil. So soil may not be able to change. You're not, you may not be automatically be able to be transplanted out of your family, out of your work environment, out of your, your, your social standing. Sometimes that, that it's not a matter of just saying, well, you know, you, you, you've, you've come and found Christ and suddenly you're just transplanted out of everything. That doesn't happen very often. So we've got to find the way to be fruitful in our bad soil. And that's why Jesus came. I want people to respond this morning according to this. And I'm going to, uh, maybe if we just stand, because we're going to sing in a sec. But I want you to stand as I, as I just run through a few things, because God doesn't want us to, to listen to nice messages and then think, oh, well, I'll go and have a cup of tea afterwards, and then I'll forget about it, and I'll feel comfortable again, and I'll walk away and not really change. God wants you and loves you too much to leave you how you are. He wants you to deal with those things and be set free. And what, what, what we're going to do this morning, I know we do it slightly different every time, but I do want people to come and respond to Jesus today. Uh, when, If any of those things we've spoken about have you know, stirred something up in you, I'm going to, in a moment, I'll ask you to come when the musicians start singing to uh, just come along the front here and, and line up along the front. And I'm going to do a, a group prayer. So we won't have individuals come and, and pray with you or ask you any questions, but I'll just do a group prayer that I know will have power, that I know will have an impact upon your life that will change the destiny that is in you. So there's different different things that we want to pray for. Firstly, that you can make a break. Make a break toward the better things that God has in mind. So if you could just imagine yourself, well, life could be just so good if this or that. You know something? Life is going to be even better than what you could imagine when you let God do what he has in mind for you through the grace of Jesus working in you God has so much more in mind for you see the Christian life is not about adding another cage to life it's about true purpose it's about freedom it's about satisfaction it's about growing fruitfully in our spirits and in every other part of our life. We don't want to be lopsided thinking, well, I'm really good. I, I, I can pray for hours and I can, and I can do all these amazing spiritual things. But, but you know what? I'm, I, I can't even talk to people. I'm, I'm hope, hopeless socially. 
You know, we don't want to be lopsided in any part of our, in our life. We want to be well-balanced and well-rounded, and that's what God wants us to be. But it's about having true purpose and satisfaction of growing something spiritually in every part of our life. So right where you are, the Holy Spirit wants to heal people today, wherever position you might be at. And I'm just going to just gonna um, ask the musicians to sing. They're going to sing this through. And while they're singing, just come to the front and then I want to pray over you this morning and something's going to change. So why don't you come as we sing? Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the world? Jesus is calling. started earlier on saying about let's not wait for perfect conditions God's not waiting for the soil in your life to be right he's wanting you to be obedient he's wanting you to just be soft to him and he can do anything with a soft heart he can do anything with a willing heart that says Jesus help me it's when we when we live with a plaster everything's all right here that we never get progress that we never get past those things and and we can change church we can change house we can move town we can do everything to, to that we think is going to be make life better or different and find you know what the problem's chasing me wherever i am wherever i go the same thing's there we can even find different groups to, to be part of make new friends join a new football club and then we think you know what the same thing's still here until we deal with those things that are in the walls those things are just going to keep coming back so I'm going to let these guys sing again and then I'm going to pray Welcome to the altar the Father's arms are open wide forgiveness was brought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was brought with the precious blood of Jesus. 
close along the front here, I just want you to look at me. Because I want to speak to each of you individually this morning. So look at me and something's going to transfer something of the Holy Spirit onto you. So you no longer need to view yourself as to what has been part of your life anymore. So some of you, you might be hiding things that, that you thought, well, no one knows. It only affects me. No, it's going to affect generations past you. So it's important that you, you let God do something in you this morning. You can be fruitful in bad soil. It's not a matter of translating you out of where you are to somewhere else. You need to make that uh, sure in your life that God's not going to say, here you are, now I'm going to put you on a beach somewhere where it's always sunny. He wants you to be fruitful where you are. He wants you to initiate some changes. He wants you to trust people that God has put around you in this church even who can help you deal with some of these things. You've got to be honest with them and you'll grow. You'll grow a lot. So no more hiding the deep issues and no more hiding the, the, the pain points in your life. No more diverting attention. No more trying to point the finger at others. Walk through life as a disciple of Jesus with your eyes focused upon him. Have Jesus inspect your life. Have Jesus be your support person. Have Jesus cover you. Have Jesus help you initiate those changes. So why don't you just put your hands out in front of you this morning. I'm going to pray a prayer over each one of you and know that something is going to get on you today of the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, I just thank you for these people who have been honest today. Father, we can't see what's hiding in their, in their house. But they're honest this morning and say, Jesus, will you do the inspection? Jesus, will you help me today? Jesus, will you take me on that journey of discipleship? Cleanse me so that the things that affect me today won't affect me in the future. And Lord, I just break off every bondage. And Lord, if there's people standing here today who've just, they came into church and they had cages from their past and, and all they've discovered is, well, now I just feel like I have all those same things in the, a cage from the church. Lord, I break those, those things off. I break those things off in the name of Jesus and say, set people free today. May people be set free from every, every cage, every restriction, every lie. And may they truly be set free. Indeed, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Just while we're in this space, just one, one more sec. I just want to ask if there's any people who need to make their life right with God this morning. Maybe you, you, you've, you've, this is all new and strange to you, but you've realized that God is real and that you want to ask God into your life. We call that being born again. And we do that by asking Jesus to be the Lord and Savior in our life, the one who saves us. So perhaps with every head bowed and eye closed, if, if that's you this morning and you're thinking, I, I, I need to deal with this thing called sin in my life, these, these stains that I thought no one else can see, but God's seeing right into my life right now, you can just raise your hand. I'd love to pray with you this morning and ask that you go from, from your old life to a new life. We're not talking about putting you in a different cage. 
We're talking about breaking every cage and setting you free to be who God wants you to be. Thank you. I see those hands. I see those hands. Let's, I'm just going to pray for those people right now and know that when you make that decision, Jesus is faithful and he'll, he'll be with you in that life journey. So right now, Lord, I pray for these people who've raised their hands. I pray, Lord God, that there may be uh, uh, something supernatural taking place in their circumstances, something supernatural taking place in their life, that they're transferring their, their life's experience from death to life. Lord, I pray that they don't just go from one cage to another cage, but Lord, that they be set free, that they see life in a whole new way. When they walk out this building today, they'll have a new perspective, a new understanding, a new revelation of who you are, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for that in Jesus' name, that you've forgiven their sins and that you're taking them to glory. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great big hand this morning. Amen. Amen.